0: like football
1: baby what's up people welcome into the fantasy football smackdown it's thursday night no thursday night football once again as we are heading into week 18 and the fantasy season has concluded i hope for most of you as uh, I have been enjoying not having to pay attention to all the COVID and injury news for this final week, and of course, players resting. But uh, tonight's show, we're going to be talking about some fantasy football resolutions for 2022 and beyond, and I got a great guest on the podcast tonight. Uh, He runs a couple of leagues I'm in, and they're very entertaining. They're all local live drafts, so I like bringing this guy on from time to time, especially to talk about uh, commish stuff. It's John McGlynn. How's it going, John?
0: Fantastic! Thanks for having me on here. I love you. You're a great teammate. You're uh, you got to run a great show here. Um, I'm John McGlinn at uh, John mclinn seventy five. Super easy to remember on the Twitter machine. Um, I do a commissioner evaluation show once a week on the uh, Nick Script Two uh, W Network. So if you ever get a chance, Nick's got some great stuff going on there. Um, he lets me use the airwaves every week to uh, babble about commissioner stuff, and I got a couple commissioner answers here this week to uh, kind of help some people out, or you know, be open, uh, and broaden horizons. But I'm here with my guy Kyle, so let's let's run the show.
1: Yeah, man, it's been fun. And uh, John and I actually connected via Twitter a few years back, um, interacted on there. And uh, John's big thing is in person drafts, and uh, so when he hit me up a couple of years back, had to jump in on that. Had did a dynasty startup, a couple of rookie drafts. Obviously, since then, um, they are a ton of fun. A lot of Different caveats to them as well that I think all commissioners and dynasty players can uh, can take away from. And uh, now I'm in two leagues with him because he conned me into another one uh, this last offseason for another startup. Again, couldn't pass it up. So uh, good stuff as always. So looking forward to chatting with you again. Check out P2W Network there. You'll find John's uh, content over there. And, of course, check him out on Twitter at John JohnMcGlynn75. But uh, also, I want to preface this. John is the man. He's he's uh, he's toughness out through work so uh he's got he's got the work wi-fi to work with there so if he if he cuts out here and there bear with us a bit but I think this is going to be a great show before we get too far into it though John uh how did your fantasy season end up as far as 2021 uh just uh uh, what, what was what was the good news
0: I think I've heard the same sentiment from a lot of people uh that some of their best teams didn't go very far in the playoffs because of COVID or injuries or you know things that happened and some of the teams that people had nobody playing in or, you know, like they reach on a reach for Braxton Berrios in the last week or two. And, you know, he scored 30 some points or 25 points in the last week of the season. Like people got lucky on the waiver wire, Daria Ogumale you know, and the, the uh, people you that usually have on your waiver wire won people fantasy football championships this week. So mm-hmm. um, this year it was a weird year, this COVID year. I think in a year or two, when it goes to 19 games and two buys and COVID situations and everything, it's going to be, it's, this is only going to get harder and harder to navigate through. So I, I think people learn through these that depth is the situation. So if you have a 12-team league with, um, you know, 20 spots or if you have a 12-team, uh, if you have a 12, make it, make it 30 spots, you know, mm-hmm. try to make it 35 spots, you know, if you possibly can. You know, sometimes the league gets a little bit, stagnant because some people don't trade but if you had that much space in your team you could just keep you could you could make your team to where you want it where you have all the guys that you that you spec you speculate may have an opportunity you're the backup running backs the backup quarterbacks you, all this all the covet situations that you could prevent yourself from getting trapped in
1: mm-hmm. yeah between barrios and dare and uh, Justin Jackson the week before I know I got chastised by somebody that I, I ended up uh, uh, beating him in the semifinals because I picked up Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson in a dynasty league um, that week when Eckler went down and and he and he w- had been on my opponent's roster for years and he dropped him like a couple weeks before that. So yeah. uh, it was just crazy all of the names that were relevant that you would have never ever in a million years expected you know you could i guess like maybe rashad penny like okay you know he was on a roster at least but i mean some of these guys i mean god it was unbelievable the names that we were talking about and like you said the names that people were picking up even in dynasty leagues like it wasn't just all redraft league like i picked up this guy you know who's you know uh and he's 30 percent owned like these we're talking about guys that were available that were you know not not owned anywhere and then they were fancy relevant in week 17 it's just crazy
0: Absolutely not. So, but yeah. you live and you learn. Yeah,
1: I, I think there's, and there's some things I think people will get, be interested in too. Like, I think, you know, as we get through this, how adjusting it for the longer season. And like you said, for some of this stuff depth, I think is always going to be key. So uh, I I'm interested to see how next year works out as well. Unfortunately, I think with our first taste of the extended season uh, with COVID hitting so hard, exactly. in those key times uh, just um, you know, just crazy how that all came to a head. But anyway, um, well, so let's, uh, let's get this conversation started before we, the, we're going to wrap, we're going to end it with the resolutions, right? So the things we want to, we want to give, we want to give a solid shot for in 2022 and, and beyond, but let's take a quick kind of look back a little bit um, for the good and the bad um, from strategies or or commissioner ideas or philosophies that we've used um, that, uh, you know, that we, that we like, or maybe we don't like um, so let's start with the good, though. So, uh, John, I'll kick it to you first, and we'll kind of go back and forth on this. I know I got a couple of these, but what was the good? What are some strategies or commissioner ideas that you used either in 2021 or, or beyond or before that, that you want to keep that you know for sure, like, okay, 2021, solidify that this is a good idea. This is a good strategy. This is a good commish take here.
0: I got a couple of them. I'll start out with uh, the first strategy they used uh, it, it was a week one divisional play all game. Now, you may not be in leagues with divisions, so this may not pertain to you, but uh, all of my leagues had divisions, you know, but for competitive home leagues, a divisional play all was a great idea. It also doubled as a third head to uh, head, head to head game count for tiebreakers in their interdivision play. So it was a great way to make, you know, to expand the expanded schedule. It made it work that way for our leagues. And it was a little extra work for me as a commissioner, but it was really worth, worth it in the long run to have that third game that decided head to head and division games, interdivision in a home league, which people, you know, it adds a little bit of smack elements for, you know, guys playing in home league. So that was one, one of the goods that I had. How about yourself?
1: Yeah. And, and I was in a league, I was in both two leagues that you commissioned, you used that. And I, I thought that was uh, definitely an interesting way to to figure that out because with the extended game, I think the NFL didn't give the commit com, fantasy commissioners really a choice because uh, putting bye weeks in week 14, I don't really think you could play the first round of your playoffs in week 14. I felt like, um, you know, so I thought using the all play was, was interesting. Um, uh, before I get to my first one real quick, just for the commissioners out there. Uh, Cause I, I, you figured it out eventually. Like you figured it out, but how were you able to manually adjust the records on sleeper? Like, how did you get the, like the ties in there. So like what I, what I had
0: to do was I, I took all the teams that I, I had to make a win loss and tie for each division. So mm-hmm. there was four, four divisions with three players a piece. So I had to make a win loss and tie. And um, what I had to do was man, manipulate two scores so that I had four ties, you know, across the board. So I, I, I after I, you can't do it on, on the sleeper app on your phone. You had to go on the sleeper website, which my leagues are mostly, all my leagues are run through sleeper. Um, you got to go to Super website and manipulate the score, the schedule first of all, and then the score, so that you had a tie, a tie, a tie, a tie in each division, so that you had out of the three teams, whoever scored the highest got a win, whoever scored, you know, the 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 middle got a tie, and whoever scored the lowest out of the three teams, you know, obviously all three of them can't play head to head, so you had to manipulate it, and somebody got a loss, mm-hmm. so the tie ended up, which was such a great idea for me, but the tie ended up what was really kind of ousted me out of one of my home leagues so <laughs> it, i was one half game away from with my best team by far yeah. i was one half game away from getting a division win and a buy and pretty much walking to the ship with money mm-hmm. uh it was a great idea it sounded like a great idea until it bit me in the butt on the way out so but uh but it was fair it worked yeah. out great and uh that's i mean if you have a chance if you i mean if you're if you're a commissioner i always have to I make my division games the first three weeks of the season and the last three weeks of the season. So I manipulate the entire schedule in every league I run. It's Mm -hmm. a bit of a pain in the butt, but it's fun to do. And you shouldn't be playing like the NFL has sometimes week 15, 16. You know, you're playing, the Packers are playing the Vikings and the Bears are playing the Lions like two weeks in a row. Like you should never have division games that close to each other. It should always be the beginning of the season and the end of the season for injury-wise, for bye weeks, for anything like that. So I like to manipulate it so it's completely fair. Both teams are full steam ahead, ready to go. And if somebody has injuries at the beginning of the season, the guys like the DeAndre Swift are back or they started out with DeAndre Swift. They don't have him at the end of the year, even though he came back and didn't do anything. But, uh, you know, it it just makes it – I think it just makes it more fair when you're playing week one to three and 11 to uh, 12, 13,
1: 14. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I know I appreciated it as someone just in a league that you put the effort figured it out and then uh, we didn't have the question like all year like, oh, wait, what was that one all play so I think that's a uh, few commissioners out there, or even you uh, avid dynasty players, you can talk to your commissioner about doing that. And that was a great way to, to start the season off. It was fun. Um, I have a little bonus thing as uh, one of my resolutions for this uh, upcoming season. I want to get to here at the end. That's kind of similar tied to that as well. So that was uh that was good. Uh, my first one, as far as the good went for 2021 specifically, I heading into the season, one of the things that I kind of realized about my own self in Dynasty is that uh, I, I I definitely like going for it, right? I want to win the damn thing. I don't want to just finish, you know, uh, you know, third or fourth. I want, like, I want to really go for it. But the problem to my Dynasty game truly was that I wasn't always realistic about that and really being intentional about the decision of like, all right, you don't have a shot, so start planning ahead, <laughs> uh, which can seem like fairly simple and basic and, you know, maybe I'm just not a strong dynasty player from that side of it, but I noticed that was a weakness to my game. And then in the leagues where I was clearly out of it. Right. And I think this is almost a little easier to do sometimes than going for it. But I, you know, I went into every league that I wasn't, I felt like I just didn't have a chance to win. Even if early on, like, eh, I'm okay. I'm in the playoff hunt. It didn't matter. Right. I knew that I couldn't beat the top teams in there. I started to take a look at the teams that were near the top. That were maybe a piece or two away and trying to get, you know, sell off a piece that like, hey, this isn't going to help me any until, you know, isn't going to help me next year because I'm still not going to be a competitive team yet. So what can I do? Like Cordero Patterson was one of those players. I think I sold him in like three or four dynasty leagues that I just knew I wasn't really going to be competitive in. I could easily flip him to a contender for, you know, he didn't have to pay much. I got a little extra, but I knew that was a part of my game that I wasn't very strong at. And I felt that when I look at it, my teams now and the teams that didn't win championships, I'm like, OK, I'm way better off now than uh, than what I would have been in the past. Yeah. when I was trading for veterans, you know,
0: you sold me Ronald Jones and Zach Ertz on the playoff run. And they were I mean, that was absolutely humongous. I think you got a 206 or a 208 out of it or something like that. But yep. for me, <clears throat> those two players uh, were humongous for my playoff run. I lost the championship by five points to Buddha. You know, but that's it, it. Is what it is. Those players, I wouldn't have got there without those two players. Mm-hmm. And you got a second round pick on a rebuild team. You know, a, a mid second round pick on a rebuild team. So, yep. Uh, that's Zach Ertz is thirty years old. Ronald Jones may not. You know, he everybody says he's going to get his chance next year, but who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just because he's a first round pick and he's, uh, you know, he, he he should pan out somewhere doesn't mean he's going to. But I'm in win now. You're in rebuild. Hey, it, it was a great pairing.
1: Yeah, and that, that and I think those are easy to find win win scenarios right like i think people get caught up like i want to win the trade like when you have when you find good pairings like that uh you know a contender and non-contender it's easy you know those are easy trade discussions i think to have yes. a lot of the time so uh I'm we got sure it done you,
0: when you got somebody about a shortened curly's in there you, you pretty much ask whatever you want for him yes
1: uh i mean y- you're walking away with some money so i mean that's that's not a bad thing to have and almost almost got it i was was i was pulling for you um, do, it's it's also easier to pull for the guy to win when the pick that I got wasn't yours. You know, if I got <laughs> yours, I'm like, Oh, that's going to be the two twelve, Right. But like, because it was somebody else's I'm like, you go get a man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. But uh, what else you got in the good uh, for
0: the good Um, we have a division draft every year. Uh, as we know, mm-hmm. we have four divisions with uh, three teams each, the worst of division winners, uh, which is the fourth seed. Uh, picks first in the snake type draft at, and the best division winner which is number one seed picks fourth fifth and twelfth it's a great way to shake up the divisions and also it really adds a little smack to the league when people get to uh pick the worst team first in the, in the in the divisional draft the worst place team really gets to relive the embarrassment of being the terrible team the most terrible team in the uh whole league every season so it's you know it's just another we re- usually we get together as you know every year we do a uh our first get together will be a, a lottery uh, our rookie lottery everybody gets picks one to six have so many balls in a rookie lottery we talk about any rule changes and then we do a divisional draft at our in our first of two homely meetings the second one's actually the rookie draft and the person who wins the uh, the the loser bracket gets to pick the rules division draft and rules meeting and lottery location whoever wins the draft gets to pick the location for the actual draft itself uh the rookie draft itself so um the the division draft is just a certain element that really kind of adds a little bit of uh you know a little bit of spunk to the league how do you think about the division draft
1: dude i i never heard of that before and i've been in leagues with divisions and in the past before being in leagues with you and i was always like who i don't care about divisions like you know that doesn't really matter but then when i was with in your leagues, like the way you did, it was really good. And the division draft was definitely something I stole. Um I, in other, I was in another league where they we've used divisions and it had been fun just cause it was a very active league. So like, you kind of have that smack talk of like, you know, I'm taking, I'm facing my division, you know, opponent. And, but yes, the division the draft was awesome. I threw it out there at like the last minute we were about to do our, our, uh, our rookie draft. And I was like, Hey, I think we should mix up the divisions, and I have the best way to do it. And we did the, the, we drafted the teams for the divisions. And of course the team that was picked as you know, the first team that, you know, drafted for whipped right around, like F you, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was awesome. um But uh yeah, I, I highly, highly recommended the divisions and in that manner as well, getting the division draft, mixing up a little bit. Uh, Mike's in the chat and the Mike's vet, va- uh, very, uh, big time listener here. We'd love Mike, ch- uh, in with comments and stuff. So he says, I'm wanting to add a lottery. to can one, uh, What's the best way go for it.
0: Yeah, Mike, what I did is I went out to this. I went to the, to the five below and I bought a lottery ball machine for less than $5 and, uh, there it is. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just did. Exactly I just like had mine. one last night. So I just had a lottery last night. So, <laughs> so,
0: uh, the teams, whoever, what we do is by max. Max potential points. So not just your points you got for the season, your max potential points. So that means the absolute worst team in the league gets like 42 balls. And then the second worst team gets like 25. The third team gets like 15, 12, 10, five ish, you know, and you put a lottery machine and we had this situation where people traded as much as they possibly can. Like Scott Sidlow, he traded up two years ago and he's like, this is great. I got like 72 of the 96 balls that are going to be doing, I'm getting a first, second, third round pick. And out of the six picks, he ended up getting four, five, and six. So he didn't get one, two, or three. No, it it was, he was at the dream. It was, he got to pick the location. It was him or Steven Johnson got to pick the location, but they were both there. And they're both, Scott's like, son of a, you know, this is crap. I traded my whole team waiver for these to try to get one, two, and three. And he got four, five, and six. He was so pissed, but it just, it stops tanking. Like a hundred percent tanking. Mm-hmm. It, it, it leaves an element of you know, no matter what you do, you're not guaranteed a first round pick. And it's fun. why you know, just get another another reason to get together and just have a couple beers and make fun of each other. You know, it's just yeah, it's it, the draft rookie lottery is just something everybody should have in their leagues, I think.
1: I I agree, and I and I, I think that you still and like John mentioned to I can just reiterate too, like it's not that everyone has equal chance. You know, if you finish last, you still have the most chance, but you're not guaranteed that pick. So it makes it interesting. Um, the one that I did last night, which is why I had that, uh, that cage readily available there with the bingo cage, uh, did one last night over zoom. I mean, this is a league we're not even like, none of us even live together with, but we were, you know, because of COVID we, everyone got real familiar with zoom and, and jumping on calls like that. So obviously as John and I would both recommend getting your in-person drafts, local leagues are, are the best. That's the, that's where you're looking at, but even for the ones that aren't, I highly recommend. Stuff like that to keep everybody kind of connected, but we did one last night, and the guy that had the most that he was twelfth place, so he had the most uh, percentage chance to get the one hundred one. He ended up getting the one hundred six, <laughs> and he wasn't thrilled. <laughs> uh, so it was uh, it was really really funny, but I would highly recommend that um, because I think the main thing, out, addition to all the fun, is that. The tanking thing can really stink, you know. Like that's the tough part about dynasty. And I you run their team how you want to run it. I get it. But I think it just takes away that little like bit of just guaranteed, right? Like, oh, if I just if I suck the most, then I get the one-on-one, you know? But it's like, eh, maybe not, you know. So it's always kind of in the back of your mind a little bit. And uh it, it just yeah, adds a little bit layer of fun and uh you got know, plan for
0: the future a little bit more, like even though you yeah. are bad. You have to get a, you have to acquire a bunch of draft picks. First of all, second of all, you have to have young players that maybe don't score much, but you can see a couple years down the future, like having a role. You know, mm-hmm. so it's uh, you can't just I'm going to throw everything away and just you, you run to the you run to the garbage bin and just grab stuff. You have to have some kind of plan for the future on top of just grabbing all draft picks.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of fun in any way. Like you can um, create these events, right? Like in your league calendar. Like John does a great job that he's talking about it. You know. We, we meet for, to, uh, to do the lottery and, and the division draft and then the rookie draft. And, you know, those, those are great things to do because it just keeps everybody connected. And, um, you know, not everyone can make it every single time, but right. a lot of people, you know, make it out and you get to just get to know everybody better as opposed to just oh yeah, that's that one, a hole that beat me on waivers last week. Okay. I'm nameless, you know, faceless guy, you know, yes. <laughs> so, uh, it's always, it's always a lot of fun, but, um, this is turning very commissioner centric because my, uh, another thing that I had that was kind of commish, uh, uh, spawned from that is, uh, of the good is this year I'm in a league that, uh, the commissioner of that league, this is like the fourth year, and he started doing these, uh, recap videos every week. Now you hear about leagues that do like a full podcast and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was always just like trying to figure out ways to, to get my league, you know, more invested. Um, and I used to like type up like articles every week, like going through matchups and um, trying to keep track of like, oh, you know, these guys are, you know, three and four against each other, like all time and like all this stuff. It was a lot of work. But my my buddy was doing this league and he was doing these weekly videos. So I challenged myself as the commissioner of Too Many Damn Leagues to do these recap videos every week. So uh I, I just, and since I podcast a little easier, but it was not very difficult. So all I did was I just found a, I uh, just created an account, uh, sh- recorded these short three minute videos every week, just going, kind of taking a look at the matchups. I just highlight like the best scoring team, the worst team of the week, the shit of the week, I always call them uh, like the, the those close games that were super close, kind of highlighting like, oh, if you would have done this, you know, that would have, uh, you know, changed this matchup maybe. Um, and then that's a good way too to communicate like, hey, you know, either and depending on your league trade deadlines are coming up or this is due by this time or or what have you. Um, so it was fun. It made, it was, uh, it was a little time consuming because I just have too many damn leagues that I commission, but, uh, I got a lot of good feedback on that. Um, and, uh, I think it's like anything you have to kind of make sure that you're not extending yourself too far, but it was, uh, I got a, a lot of people that were like, man, that really made this a lot more fun, especially leagues that like, you know, it was kind of like not everyone knew each other yet. You kind of got to know each other a bit cause you know, like, Oh yeah, you're, you always get ragged on, you know, for this or, or what have you. So, that was yeah. one thing I did, and I'm going to try to keep doing it next year. But uh, I would recommend if you're just a commissioner of like a league or two, uh, try to figure out something cool like that where you can kind of recap things and keep people a little bit more invested than just uh, you know, maybe auto-generated reports. I'm going to try that. That's uh,
0: that's um. I've always wanted to do that. I'm not a very computer-friendly kind of person, but you know, I'm sure it's just a couple of clicks and everything sounds much harder than it really is it. Usually, <laughs> when you as, soon as you figure out it, it takes all you do is press record and talk for 10 seconds and press, yep. uh, you know, copy and paste. It's not really yep. that bad,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, Vimeo was what I used, and like that was pretty simple. Once I got an account set up, it has a plugin, so like literally, I just click it, I can hit start, record, hit stop, and it gives me a link. and I just pasted it right in the league chat. Uh, That's and awesome. it was, uh, have to,
0: you'll have to show me that, yeah.
1: I will, uh, I'll definitely help you out there. It was, it was a lot of fun, and it, it definitely just changed the way the league was, as opposed to like you know, because not everyone can get it together all the time, so right. at least it gave me a chance to maybe you know, call the cool things out. Or if I saw things or all oh, that trade, you know, did you guys see that this week and all that stuff? So uh, yeah. it was fun. So
0: I got uh, one more for the good, yeah, just, uh, do it. just after you've been in the league with people for two or three years, I know everybody's kind of worried about, you know, having problems with trading draft picks. So make every pick available. If you're, if you're an established league with people and you have guys, you know, you know, a sleeper only has like three years ahead or MFL has four years or five years ahead. Make all those picks available. If you if you know all the people aren't leaving and you've got an established league, let the picks be available for three or four years down the road. Mm-hmm. This is it, it, this is more fun for established leagues. So deals can be done and teams can decide to go into full rebuild mode. You know, they can really set themselves up for many years going forward, as as most people, you know, they don't have the vision to you know to appreciate two or three years down the road for picks sometimes, but some people do and you're handcuffing those people who have a decent team who want you know like 2023 picks are starting to be considered gold in the fantasy football community by all the 20 all the you know the Twitter darlings. but you know some leagues only are able to pick you know this year's picks or maybe one more year's picks when you when you're handcuffing someone that they can't rebuild in a 2023 year or a 2024 year don't do that let you know, in a league you just started, you got to be careful. You don't know who's coming and who's going, who just wants to kind of get to dabble in dynasty a little bit and when to leave. But after you've been together for about two years, maybe at the beginning of third year, say like, Hey, listen, let's, uh, let's start including all the picks so that teams who are really kind of see the future can rebuild, you know, we just did that in one of our leagues this year and it probably happened in most of mine, but what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I definitely, uh, yeah, for me, I, I saw it. There was one league. I didn't even realize it was the case until this year, but like the only picks that were available to trade were next year's picks. So like I was a contending team. I was, and I had some holes, like a lot of people due to injury and stuff down the stretch. And I didn't really have a lot of room to, to do much. Like, you know, I, I sifted through that and I was like, okay, I guess this is all I have, you know? So um, I definitely don't mind going at least two years as kind of the standard for me, at least three is solid. Um, Like you said, I think your league has to be established or if you want, if you're still not sure if you're a little hesitant, um it is a little bit extra work so you got to figure out the logistics on it but i've been in leagues where if you if you trade like a first like or second round pick you have to put your deposit down for that year um and that way like if that team bailed for whatever reason it's like written in the rules that like if you don't have picks for that year and you leave you don't get that deposit back because the new owner coming in will play for free pretty much because they got to sit there with your uh shit pile that you may have left behind (laughs) So, uh, it's, that's tough. It truly is. Like as a commissioner, that's really tough. You got to figure out some, I'm in some leagues where like they always collect a year in advance every single time, um, to protect that too. And it's written in like, Hey, you know, if you leave, you're not going to get it back if you, you know, sold off those assets. So, um, but I I definitely two years has got to be the minimum. Uh, and I, I like three, um, personally. Um, and, uh, and like you said, go beyond if you feel like everyone's, if everybody's comfortable, there's any anything wrong with that either. So
0: if it was three, I wouldn't have any three years ahead of me fixed
1: either. So yeah, that, that's, yeah, you and I unfortunately have a very similar strategy a lot of times when it comes to picks. So, uh, I, whenever you we were trying to make a deal, I'm always just like, oh, you want this pick? And you're like, I don't give a shit about those picks. I'm like, right. yeah, me neither. <laughs> so <laughs> it's always fun when we get some deals done and, and we can overcome that. So, right. um, all right, let's, let's move on to the bad. I think it's, sometimes it's good to take a look at the bad thing sometimes, too, to just say, like, I'm not doing that anymore, um, whether it be a strategy or maybe it's a commission thing as well, since I've, we've had a lot of good insights there. Um, so I, I'll kick this off to you to start. What what a, what was something, either a strategy or a commissioner-related item that after this season you're like, you know what, enough's enough of that?
0: So I it, this may be – it would seem like a great idea for about one season – But um, we're in a bunch of leagues with people. uh, I think all of us have been in leagues with people before that you kind of just throw the anchor out after a while. They don't care. You know, in one of my leagues, we decided to make a rule to boot the team with the least amount of points uh, for, you know, for the conclusion at the conclusion of the season, just points for not max points for. So I don't care how bad your team is, but if you, this is just something that we wanted to experiment with because everyone has been in a league with uh, the owner that forgets to set lineups or league guys in the IR in the starting lineup type garbage. You know, we figured that for the integrity of the league, this would be a way to keep it fresh and hungry and, you know, owners cycling through the league that it would be a great, you know, generate a lot of activity anyway. Well, it really created a stir in the second year of our league when a guy made a lot of uh, bad trades, was kind of punting on the future you know, he was the first guy booted and was pissed, you know, and it's guys we all knew it's, you know, guys we've known for 15, 20 years, you know, and uh this is not a good rule for home leagues because everybody got pissed off. You know, he was the odd man out by 1.6 points. And he oh. was somebody that's been in a lot of leagues by us too, but it's, you know, Hey man, we all kind of talked about it in the draft. Like, Hey, it, this is just in case someone stops being interested or, you know, something. it's not, it, it's not to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that, but it's, it's, we're going to try and get somebody. I, I, I have a pretty deep, uh rolled as pirates people who want to join dynasty leagues or take over orphans. So I had no problem replacing guys if something goes wrong. But so this was a situation where um a guy got booted and he was one of our good friends and he's like this is bullshit. I was planning on the future of being in this league, but he wasn't at the draft last year. So he didn't he didn't hear this rule go into effect. Mm-hmm. And you know it wasn't uh I I actually forgot to write it in the um you know as a red mark on the rule book but um, it's one of two rules that I didn't, that we voted on the rule book that I, I just, I forgot to put in that league and the, and the rules itself when they're posted to the site. But uh, it was a rule that we all talked about and approved at the at the rookie draft. And this guy was absolutely livid. And everybody was like, you know, we're we really going to throw him out. I'm like, well, we talked about it and voted on it. So we'll have to wait till this rules meeting this year to, you know, reverse it or say whatever or keep it in play. I mean, obviously it hurts some guys' feelings, but especially when you lose by 1.6 points that you're booted from the league that you were kind of, uh, that you trade a lot of good players for, for future draft picks and planning on rebuilding, but it is what it is. So yeah, that was a bad one.
1: <laughs> that, that sounds, yeah, that sounds messy for sure. I mean, at the end of it, it's just like, uh, being a commission isn't always easy. So you got to enforce those things and figure out the best way to, um, you know, to handle tough situations like that. Uh, a lot of times leagues, you know, once everything's set, they kind of run itself type of thing. you just make sure it doesn't go off the rails, but there are those situations that come up. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely there's like the punishments and stuff, you know. You always hear people, uh buddy of mine apparently he was he was in another league this weekend, uh where or he was in another league and then this weekend he had to take a greyhound bus across the country because he finished last, uh like that type of stuff. But just to kick the guy out, I mean that's pretty intense. I you get you got people battling that, uh to stay out of that last place, I guess. So <laughs> um my mine one thing this was uh this was something similar to that, I guess like something that was happening in our leagues. And this is commission. I got another strategy thing here, but um we, I have a few home leagues um that we meet for the draft every year. And like a lot of these leagues started um where like, Hey, we are already in a bunch of these online leagues, right? Like let's, let's get something together, right? We're all, we all, we're all playing fantasy and all these other places. Let's put us all in one spot. Let's draft in person. But that was this is now year 12 of one of those leagues as an example so like people are busy and it's hard to set dates but like over right. the last few years we've gotten better at like hey this is the date like we pick it in like april we're like all right and this is re- this is a keeper league so like in in august this is the date you got to be there and then with covid it kind of got a, you know kind of got a little lax on like you know you could draft from online and all that well uh so that that was a bad decision that i know that we won't be doing anymore we've already actually corrected this for next year so like Uh, if you're looking for a way around that, um, we found some middle ground. So like what we did in our league was, uh, if you, uh, the original rule was, if was proposed, if you're not at the draft, you're out of the league, which, you know, personally I was like, Hey, you should be committed being here. But if you're looking for some middle ground on there where we landed was, if you cannot be at the draft, you have to send a proxy. So we were no longer going to let people draft online. Like you can have your person in there and like, you could deal with them, but, that's your representative now, and you're we're not letting you do it from online. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe John actually, you were uh, you were sticker, bitch, <laughs> uh, ever that won that draft, and you were like, where are, they, where are these guys? And I was like, They said you know, one knew he wasn't going to be there, one was last minute cancellation. And when they know they can just fall back on like, Oh, I'm just going to do it from my phone at home, it's like, you know, that's not the spirit of this thing, right? So we uh, we we put an end to that, and it was something that was, I think, fair, you know, like, hey, if you can't be there, you know, we're not going to boot you, but. You send somebody to take you handle your business for you now and not uh, put it on everybody else to try to text you like, oh, here's what here's the last six picks. And then, you know, they're picking some guy that was already taken six, you know, three rounds ago because they're not there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. We've
0: been through all those phone conversations uh, with people who are cross country <laughs> on their family vacation and all that crap, you know. And yeah. then we got like one year. It was an absolute guy. His proxy was sick. He couldn't show up. and Everything was we're like, OK, well, here's a story you have two minutes, you know, we're going to text you and whether or not you get the text or whether or not it's going on, you have two minutes and yeah. whoever you get is the first person available. I don't, one year it was OJ McDuffie. He broke his leg like a day before the draft started. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't care if the guy died or if he got, a lead yeah. or got arrested or, you know, what uh, you're, you're getting whoever's first stop, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, Emma yep. Smith, you have to retire. Great. That's great. You're getting Emma Smith. He's retired.
1: Good for you. <laughs> hey, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have that as those deterrents. So, um, I'm with that. So that was something that was not good. We had some people that were pretty frustrated about that at the draft this year. Cause they were, they've, you know, Hey, I was not here that year and I sent somebody and this guy's not here. Cause we're, you know, we're kind of letting it lax. And, you know, I, as a commissioner, I was like, you know what? Yeah. The spirit of this was we draft in person. Um, yeah. so how can we make that work? So, um, it was a, it was a tough conversation for you know a little bit but now that it's figured out everybody knows and we're better off for it so that was definitely a bad start a little bit to 2021 but uh yeah we made some adjustments there so uh anything else that didn't work out for you this year you might want to change it up going forward
0: you know um this is uh i you know so it's not so much commission orientated um uh, but on a personal level in the leagues that i commission i'm very afraid of league kind of being boring or be getting stagnant so i sometimes lose trades on purpose just to make sure there's some activity that sparks uh you know to possibly ignite the league to either create more trading or i feel like you know i i have to create activity in these leagues but it has it's come at the expense of some of my teams uh you know last couple years and you know that's it, it is what it is i start a bunch of leagues i got a bunch of new startups as you know and uh this is this year going forward. I'm I'm going to start focusing on my team and not just worried about the league itself and everybody else enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still making plenty of trades, uh, but I'll make sure that 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 you know that I'm not on a losing end. Uh, you know that I'm not just uh, in terms of settling or, or losing. I'm going to feel good about the trades that I make now, and um, I've gotten lucky on some of the trades that I've made. Um But uh, I guess there's always there's always that like I get lucky because some of the trades that you think are, you know, oh, I'm going to take a chance and the guy pans out, but some of the best trades are the ones that, you know, that never went through in In my mind. Sometimes I, I can't remember how many times I've offered something and the guy's like, no way, this is BS. Or they, you know, they, they deny the trade, laugh at you. And then two weeks later, the guy gets hurt and you're like, <laughs> This is great. It worked out great for me. So everyone has made that godfather trade that absolutely blew up in their face because their play didn't pan out. Like, you know, Jeff Blake a couple years ago was – you know, I'm dating myself a little bit, but uh, an injury (laughs) happened and a player that never, you know, came back, David Johnson, or the the year after Eddie Lacy was great. People, you know, were drooling all over him. Mm -hmm. You know, um, or the team that just the player ended up with just sucked. uh, You know, like, you know, Trevor Lawrence this year. People traded – I traded two first and – I traded two firsts, two seconds, and um, Mike Evans to get Trevor Lawrence in a super flex league, and um, that did really didn't work out. But I, I have yet. I have Mahomes and I have uh, Josh Allen as my first two quarterbacks, so I'm okay. I can wait on. I'm no, like, yeah, no. Trevor Lawrence isn't going anywhere for what I paid for him. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I don't care if he sucks for the next three years. He's gonna be sit there and suck. You know, it is what it yeah. is. So, but I'm yeah. just this is on a personal level. I just wanna. I'm not just gonna make trades to make the league more entertaining for everybody else. I'm gonna kind of really just key on myself, my team, and uh, just try to, you know, not worry about everybody else's entertainment, worry about my, my, my team for a little bit now.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's, and you definitely see it. I mean, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in leagues. Like when there's a trade that hits all of a sudden all those like little notification, but like everyone, whoop, you know, yeah. w- wants to see out what it was and that gets talking and all that. So yeah. I mean, sometimes the yeah, other is that like, you know, I know I've even done it. We're like, ah, you know, we get, I feel like if I make this, it's gonna, you know, so-and-so is going to be pissed. Cause they offer for that same guy. And I said, no, or, you know, right. uh, this is just going to get people like talking a little bit. And yeah, I think you gotta, you gotta protect yourself there. I mean, uh, as the commissioner, still one of the, you, you still gotta be in it to win it. So I think there's other ways you can do that. So we'll, we'll get you hooked up on, uh, for some video, uh, recaps and that'll take the place of that. That'll, that'll fill the entertainment void. All right. <laughs> um, for me, the last thing I had for the bad this year, um, one thing I'm, I'm probably just done doing is this is a strategy thing, but um, like in redraft leagues, I've I'm not streaming tight ends like anymore pr- on purpose. <laughs> like, uh, I I looked at you know a lot of my teams this year that were successful, and I had you know even though they had their ups and downs, as pretty much every player did, it felt like this year. But like, I had Waller or Kittle or Kelsey or Andrews. Um, I didn't have any pits, but he would he turned out fine, you know. For it, I, all the teams where I was like, oh, I would just find somebody unless it was Schultz or Knox, there were those guys you could find them, but like I didn't hit on any of those guys and I right. was just recycling the same damn people, you know uh, you know uh, Dan Arnold and Gerald Everett every week and, you know, okay, Conklin now and, and God, it was horrendous. And when you looked at, it, I, I did take a peek at the ADP. Obviously this fluctuated, but of the top six tight ends um, from last year, Uh, what was it? So, uh, the top, oh, sorry. The top five tight ends in ADP all finished top six in points per game. So, I mean, you, you pretty much, yeah, you, it sucked that Waller wasn't there for you. Um, and maybe Pitts wasn't the all-star yet out of the gate, but he finished top six in points per game and you drafted him there, you know? So, uh, I'm going to put a little bit more emphasis in redraft leagues or keeper leagues to just make sure even more than last year, like I want a tight end, you know, I, I want, I want to get one of those higher end guys. I don't even this year, like it didn't really work out for Hawkinson. Right. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to not stream tight ends on purpose. You can still get away with that quarterback. Um, as we saw, like the guys you could pick up late in the year and in keeper redraft leagues, you could ride with those guys and they weren't so bad. But I mean, I look at ADPs at every position and there was nothing like how, t- how predictable tight end was in a sense. So
0: I think at every tight end league tight end premium league that I have now, I don't have a league without a Waller. I'm a Waller. Um, without a Hockenson or Gasecki or both of them possibly on the same team, because I want to be even in my flex position. I, I don't want to have. I've been through so many years of having shitty tight ends, like you just said. Oh, I'm gonna, you know. And on top of that, you lose your waiver priority, and sometimes you know if you're spending all your fab budget, you know, on and and signing some crap. Tight end, just to fill somebody, and then he ends up getting like one point seven points or something like that. From yes. he, he caught a ball and it fell over, you know, and it's like great, <laughs> this is awesome. I spent yeah. thirty five dollars of my hundred dollar fan budget on a guy that fell over one time after he caught a ball. He can't do anything. it's just crap.
1: Yeah, it's uh, and there is that I think too, like because the way I usually treat the quarterback position, like I'm trying to focus on finding some guys there. So like when I'm trying to find a tight end on top of that, it's kind of like. Sometimes it, it can get a little disheartening when you look at your roster like, okay, yeah, I have the receivers and running backs here, but like I literally am just flushing through these other two positions constantly. Um and I think it just tight end, I think it's just shown, especially over the last few years, like, man, if you can avoid it, I'm trying to avoid it. It, it is what it is. Like if, if they all get taken in the first two rounds, like, yeah, okay, I guess I'm streaming. Like, you gotta be flexible. But I mean, if I if I have the opportunity to take like I think Darren Waller is gonna be pretty discounted next year um yes. for what he could be. Like I'm gonna scoop him up and, and feel like I got a, a pretty solid starter there, as opposed to unfortunately,
0: like yeah, some some of the super flex leagues, it's almost like you have to start out quarterback, quarterback, and then go tight end, yeah, and, 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 and then you receivers they come and go, they you know there are some guys boom, some guys bust, but you cannot the quarterbacks and tight ends, and especially in a tight end premium or super flex leagues, are the three most important spots in your roster. Mm-hmm. running backs. I mean, what, two, three years out of those guys and that's it? I mean, the running backs don't really matter anymore. I was always a guy who drooled over running backs all the time. Like, oh, I need to have 15 running backs or five running backs or it's matchup dependent sometimes. It all depends on, especially now with almost every team's going to a running back by committee situation right now. And even the guys that are not, I mean, Zeke was a, up until this year, Zeke was going to be somebody that everybody was you know, everybody coveted Zeke this year. And the guys like Zeke are, are, are falling out and guys like Joe Mixon but he was kind of shitting all over last year. Now he turned out good this year, but he always gets hurt. He had one good year. What, what do you expect mm-hmm. from Joe Mixon next year?
1: Right. Yeah. I think it's, uh, and I mean, hell, that startup that we did this summer um, that you were that the league, we alluded to earlier, you finished second, just barely. Um, but you left that draft with what? No running backs. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and it was, I, I, it was almost a joke. We were trying to boycott trading with you because, you know, we didn't want you to get a running back and, and you found some bodies, but, Ultimately, I mean, your team is still good to go and, you know, you could find people and, you know, I know of leagues I'm in where I was starting Alex Collins, you know, one week or whatever, right. off the, just off the freaking street and, you know, uh, Rex Burkhead and, and just like, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it, 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 the game is definitely a little bit different there. And, and those tight end premium leagues, for especially, I think what you said, as far as being those quarterbacks and that tight end that that's value right there. There's a lot there and, and uh, a little bit of shift in strategy, I think. So, Mm -hmm. all right, let's, uh, let's get into the new, so some resolutions. So obviously the new year's here, we're not talking about dieting or exercising as you put it on Twitter. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, But just some things that like, you know what, I haven't tried this before. I want to give this a shot. Um, So just some, some of the, the new things that we'd like to try for 2022 and beyond, because obviously probably a lot of people can relate, like, I know I have a lot of leagues where we're already chatting about, you know, what to, you know, what we want to change, or when's this happening, or what's this deadline to, you know, to clear your IR or what have you. Um, so one thing I will note before I and I'll kick it to you for your first one, John, is one thing I did in my leagues this offseason. Uh, I did it last year too. Is I posted um, as the season ended, I posted a, uh, I created a Google form, so in essence, just a place where people can submit any rule changes they want to propose um if you don't have like a formal meeting like uh annual rules meeting or anything like that this is a great alternative to that to kind of store those uh suggestions so i just call it the suggestion box they can throw things in there we'll vote on it later um and that way i don't need to keep track of it because it's stored over there and uh it's fresh in everybody's mind like the season just ended so they could remember like oh you know i i didn't like that part of the league or like last year we had a league where the scoring was screwed up where like for whatever reason, receiving yards weren't counted on decimals, but rushing yards were, um, yeah. it was just a mistake. But like everyone forgot, no one like did anything to record it. And like the season started and like five weeks in someone noticed it and we're like, damn yeah. it, you know, so like stuff like that. So I'd highly right. suggest like something like that to keep track of these new types of things, but let's get it to you, John. What was something uh, either strategy commission idea that you want to give a try heading into 2022?
0: I have to ask real fast. Uh, what yeah. were the worst comments in your suggestion back? Oh, I imagine. definitely
1: get, so, yeah. So, <laughs> that people definitely take advantage uh, of it. And, like, I put in there, like, I want to know your team name or your name so that I if I have a question about it, I can come ask you. So, all people right. put all, like, Mike Crotch in there and, or whatever. And, <laughs> like, you know, th- there's always one asshole in this one league. I mean, his suggestion is uh, get a new commissioner for the league. Uh, you know, so you always get those fun <laughs> things in there, you know, like – uh so i imagine. always do laugh at those <laughs> <laughs> but i'm glad you your mind went to the same place because oh, it definitely can't. happened like every league there's always one at least one you know wise acre in there Uh that's what the Mike. message
0: board is for so everybody can see that this guy's being an <laughs> asshole i don't i don't i don't, don't want to have all the you know everything under my everyday looking i got 15 messages from the same people like oh you get a new commissioner you suck or jump off a bridge or something. <laughs> <you know>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, you're gonna love my first one let's do it
0: it's scoring scoring will always be something that will be a liquid it'll be liquid for me (laughs) as a guy who started out in terrible leagues that only you know we only had passing rushing receiving touchdowns field goals defensive safeties and touchdowns the scoring will the more the merrier as far in every league is going forward as i'm concerned as far as i'm concerned the more to marry in every league as a matter of fact I wish sleeper would add more scoring options like 500 and 600 yard passing yards. They're going to happen, you know, one day it's, you know, you just saw uh, Jamar chase had a, you know, huge game. Like, uh, you know, they're going to have, there's going to be a 300 yard receiving or rushing game or receiving game. I I want, I want the points. I want points for rushing attempts, first downs, targets, trips to the bathroom times. They call their mom, you know, you name it. I want that. I want scoring. I want the points to be, you know, out of control. I want thing I want return yards. I want return yard touchdowns. I don't want kickers. I don't want defenses, but I do want points for accomplishments. I think people should get points for a first down because guys who, you know, the, the Nick Chubbs who don't catch a lot of passes, they do get tell, you know, eight or nine first downs. And that keeps drive alive. That keeps drives alive in real football games. I want things that matter in the NFL to matter a lot in fantasy too. It's supposed to, you know, kind of reflect, the, you know, what's going on in the field. And I just listened to Joe Psp and Scott, our, our league mate, Scott Sidlow on their last, uh you know, their last um junkies, dynasty junkies podcast. And they were, Psp is like tight premium is garbage. It's terrible. It does in the NFL. The guy doesn't get 1.75 yards for every time he catches a ball. That's why should it happen in fantasy? We're like, or just it just tries to make the positions relevant, you know, so that not only the first four, their first four guys are, or the first four guys make them so much more relevant, so they're they're as much worth as much as the top receivers or the top running backs, you know, they are so. Everybody has totally different outlooks on everything, but I love scoring. I love scoring. The more the merrier. I know you call it the devil's scoring or whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> you say, but PPR is phenomenal. When it came around. I like having it where the receivers get, you know, the, the perfect league would be receivers get a half point per catch the running backs get a full point per catch and the tight ends get 1.75 per catch. You know, that would be a great, I guess, a uh, base point for someone looking for a scoring system that way, you know, cause receivers, that's all they do is receive. They should be catching the ball. You know, and there should be, you should take points away for drops. You should take, you know, you, you just like missing field goals or, you know, if you've got a guy who drops the ball a lot or a guy that fumbles a lot, it should be fumble should be a big significant part of like, you know, it ruins it ruins an NFL football game. It should ruin your fantasy score too. So uh you know, the more points the merrier, but you should also also be penalized for things you do on the field that you know that that are counterproductive to your team.
1: I uh it, it was uh <laughs> I loved your uh you to him to score points for trips to the bathroom. So I was like, Oh, he must own Lamar in that league. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, I it, I will I'll so i I will be honest with this. I would joke around if you've been listening to me for a very long time. Uh, I used to be like standard scoring, non PPR, you know, dying on that hill. And uh, I even I one time I started to uh, I tried to start a hashtag standard scoring squad um, that didn't take off like I hoped it would. Um, But but, uh, you know, and well, I I definitely myself. I know I want to take a look at this offseason just and I'm going to do my homework and bring it back here for you guys is like, you know, we're so far removed from the years of the 300 carry running back. Right. Like I just feel like PPR by itself is not a good representation of our game anymore. Um, I love points for first down. I love that. I love the tier. I love the position specific uh, PPR that you kind of mentioned. That's interesting to me. I'd love to dig into that more. Um, But ultimately at the end of the day, for me, I play in so many leagues too. Like I like to have leagues with different scoring. I'm not in one league. That's the same as the other. Um, they're all different and I'm in 20 leagues. Like they're all, they all have some sort of little caveat, whether it be a roster difference or scoring difference, you know, the draft is different, how it's handled, the, you know, whatever. So, uh, it was funny in the league that you got me in the summer. I was the, the 12th guy, you know, you needed somebody and you knew this, you know, you knew a donkey guy that would want in on your league. So I, I show up, right. I'm in the draft You put me in sleeper. Uh, and I take a look at the scoring and I was like, yep, you guys let John get a hold of this. Cause this stuff is out of control. <laughs> Uh, with all the little bonuses and all that stuff. But hey, it makes it interesting. I mean, you, I think when you have a player that has a significant NFL game, he has a very significant score to go along with that versus, you know, uh, just, you know, I, I think, what was it? Well, this is uh, salt the Offset, great
0: weeks, Derek Henry. Aaron Austin I was going to
1: say Amon Ross St. Brown uh, <laughs> last week.
0: Thanks, dude. <laughs> I appreciate it.
1: But I mean, no, it's, you, there were definitely times where, you know, I I do think there's a difference. If you put up 120 yards and a touchdown like that, or, you know, or let's just say 120 yards. I do feel like that's worth more. That should be worth more than twice of 60. Right. You know, it just feels like it just feels more, more relevant. So there's ways to do that. I have things I like and don't like, but. I'm not surprised that that was your first one. I
0: like giving points for like a a 20 yard reception and like it's, it should be like one point for a 20 yard reception, you know, 1.2 points for a 30 yard reception, 1.5 points for a 40 yard reception, you know? And then if it turns out being a longer touchdown, same thing, you know, it's not easy to score a 70 yard touchdown. It's not easy to return a kick. It's not easy to have return yards. You know, most guys get two or three return yards or four or five return yards. So, you know, you get, Every team has a returner like Ceedee Lamb, you know, or, or like Braxton Berrios. They saved my, say my butt by returning a touchdown two weeks ago. You know, I, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to buy a Braxton Berrios jersey and hang out in Nick Scripps' garage. I, I, I already told him. Cause if you want me to leave, but, uh, yeah, but return yards are huge, especially for guys who are, you know, a good, do you remember the days of Antonio Brown on the Steelers when he was a return man? He's a kick returner, punt returner, and a receiver. Not only being the best receiver in the league, he'd also return a touchdown or a punt once every two weeks or so. And it was, it was like, it was having him on your team was like having a gold mine. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Mike still in the chat. You, You said we have raids on taxi squads. That's something I haven't tried before. Um, but I, I have leagues that I have heard of other leagues that kind of do that. So that's always interesting. So you can, we have that in some of the leagues and, uh, it's okay,
0: but you have to, you have to make rules for that because, um, it it just, some people are just be, just to be jerks. They'll be like, all right, I'm going to put a, us, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to take up, um, let's just say you have somebody, if you have Trey Sermon on your, on your, on your taxi squad right now, so like, I'll take Trey Sermon right now. I want to. Well, that's fine, but you have to, you have to pay a second round pick or, you know, whatever you drafted him plus. So I think what happens is you have to have whatever. So if if Trey Sermon was drafted in the first round, like most, he was drafted like 112, or, you know, 202, something like that. If that was the case, then you have to pay a first round pick for him if you were to take him off somebody's taxi squad. You had, I mean, it's got to be compensated because mm. otherwise people are just doing it to be jerks. Like, I want him. I want him. I want him. If their yeah. team sucks, they're going to try and raid everybody else's taxi squad to try and get lucky. Well, it has to be a penalty for it. It yeah. can't be just as easy as somebody just bored, you know, raiding everybody else's taxi squad. So you have to put a, a lot of rules in place for that. It also gets kind of, it gets kind of shitty for guys who do have a pretty good taxi squad.
1: Yeah. And the, in a, I was in one a league where they, and maybe it was, maybe I didn't understand it all the way, but. The way that it was was presented was like, okay, you can do this if you, somebody's on your taxi, so another team could put a claim in for him, and then you would either you could Match either promote it. him to your team or you just gave him away. And I'm like, well, then couldn't you just go around and be like, I that's want that sexy. guy? And then it's like, oh, okay, no, I put it, and then eventually all the taxis are just empty. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So that's that why if you
0: claim him, you have to give back, you have to compensate the owner like for taking that. him. So yeah, I like
1: that um mike also had another comment in here and so i want to touch on this before i move to the my first one but how do you feel about points for first down just to expand on that for a moment for me i i love it i love it, it. it not only does it it satisfies the you know the john McGlinn and all of us you know that wants to see more points more points more points but it's it is it's a at it's a fantasy thing that is truly added value to the nfl game right like if somebody scored if you get a two-yard run on you know second and 8 who who cares right but if you get a 2 yard run on third and 1 that should you know that's a first down that that keeps that drive alive for that team that should matter um i don't i know sleeper you definitely can do points for first down yes. uh it's awesome i don't think on a lot of the other major platforms like yahoo i play i uh i was a commissioner of uh, not this year but other years on that and you couldn't do it so maybe they've added it they should because i think points for first down is a great way to balance a little bit the fact that we had to you had to add ppr in theory Mm -hmm. because of the running backs that were just these just workhorse crazy right but now you kind of have these these split backfields and like like you said like nick chubbs of the world like they they should be given that little extra because they're out there getting those hard yards i feel like so i'm gonna um, give
0: it i'm gonna give it the nick uh, what i like to do is a uh, it should be 0.1 points per carry, so every 10 carries is one point. And then on top of that, first downs is a full point because it, it like I said, it is. Carries are huge when you get the Derrick Henrys or the Nick Chubbs who don't. <clears throat> it's not Michael Carter. It's not you know. It's not guys out of the backfield who are just catching seven or eight passes, you know, for four yards at a time and racking up PPR points. It makes it fair for the running backs to just get a lot of carries instead of out of the, out of the backfield
1: catches. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'd highly recommend it if you guys haven't given that a shot. Um, that's by far, I think it's been like three years since Scott fish added that as in the fishbowl. And like, I remember when that kind of happened, everyone was like, Oh, you know, that not a lot of people that was their introduction to it was for me. And honestly, what I, maybe it was us four years ago, whatever, ever since then, that's kind of always been like my number one thing. If anyone asked me like, what's something that is not like just, you know, standard or whatever to, to fantasy football at its lowest level. Right. What would you add? And I was like, points are first down every time, you know? Uh, you know, if you're just, even for the most casual leagues, that that's fun. It makes, it makes it fun to watch the game and be like, ah, you know, I got that point or whatever, because of that first down that's fun. So, um, but speaking of that, my first new year's resolution for 2022 is, uh, and this isn't like groundbreaking, you know, obviously everybody's had thought of everything at this point. So, but for me personally, uh, I put in my notes, I put F Dem RBs uh i'm done with running backs dude i hate them so much this year i was burned like many people for and it's been this way for the last few years i, I do feel like that for me i'm either going to go to two routes i'm going to go not to be obnoxious and just do it for the point of doing it but i'm going to go zero rb and just take the value that comes to me or the alternative to that for me is an anchor um if i have the ability to get one of those from we'll see where it ends up but probably five, maybe six running backs in that first round that can just be the anchor to my running back slot. And then my RB2 is just a constant cycle of whoever the hell is relevant that week. I'm doing that. Um, yeah. My most successful leagues this year were not driven by, and last year as well, were not driven by, oh, I really hit on all these running backs. Yes, it can. you can win any way, but consistently I've seen over the last few years is that you just have to, without putting too much into it for today, because we're just kind of... um uh, being a little bit more higher level, but I'm just, I'm done after running backs, man, I'm not investing in this, whether it's dynasty, you know, redraft, whatever you can find these guys, you know, you had, you had plenty of options late in drafts and off the wire, um, that it just, it just makes a lot of sense that I'd rather spend those first four or five picks on players that receiver possession tight end. No, I'm going to just, they're locked and loaded there and anchor running back if I can, and then just use, use up most of my bench for just flyers and eventually multiple of th- those guys are going to hit. And I had a league that I not, I didn't go into the draft wanting to do this, but everyone was taking the running back. So I just said, forget it. I didn't take a running back to round eight by the, by week eight or nine, I had more running backs on my team than I knew what to do with like, and not studs, right. but guys to start, you know, like where I was like, Oh shoot, it wasn't as easy. Like the first couple weeks. I'm like, these guys have pulses they're in. Right. And after a while I was like, Oh man, I actually have a few options here that I actually have to make a decision on now. So uh, I I will, will, you know, I have the right to, to change my opinion, I guess. But over the last few years, I just really feel coming out of this, I'm like, man, you know what? I'm just not doing it. You can live and die by that. But I just feel like that's not necessarily the way I'm going to play going forward. So
0: I think in a draft I had last year, my first running back in round 13 was Ramadre Stevenson. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's pretty good value for a guy. I liked him a lot, you know, but a lot of people didn't really, you know, so it's they figured it as a Patriot, you know, I was going to take a chance on. I'm going to, you know, end up paying out in a couple of weeks this year when I was able to play him. And I think he is a pretty good running back for the future, but mm-hmm. um, my, uh, um, my New Year's resolution, I think will be, I'm going to call it the Jalen camp rule because I, I draft these guys in the fifth round, you know, the, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to keep this guy on my team until he pans out, you know, and two and a half years later, Jalen Camp's not even, you know, he's going from a team on a practice squad and something else. And I'm like, I like this guy. He's a physical freak. He's huge. You know, he's got, he's on a bad team in college. So he didn't really produce. I'm going to try and make this happen. Now there's Nico Collins and there's guys like, uh you know, Diamond Peoples-Jones who are, you know, don't have great stats, but you know, they have some, they were, they were five-star recruits coming out of high school there. Mm-hmm. Jalen Camp really wasn't much, but I just figured that this is going to be somebody who's going to pan out. There's tons of receivers in the NFL. He'll end up being somewhere. So I mean, literally, I just got rid of that guy like a couple weeks ago in some league, and I'm like, people are probably not, they're like Jalen Camp. Who the hell is that guy? You know, it's guys, <laughs> it's guys that I like that I just I, they're roster cloggers. I'm gonna get rid. Of, for the most part, I'm just gonna get rid of all the roster cloggers in my league that I think are gonna pan out. But I'm the only person in the world that plays fantasy football that thinks this guy's gonna pan out. So yeah. that's my number one resolution.
1: Yeah, and I and then just to kind of even spin off that and kind of almost combine the last two points, like. I think if you're going to hold those guys, if you're going to just, you know, the, where it's literally just like, man, the, like the, the all luck would have to go my way for that guy to turn in anything. Those spend those on running backs. Um, yes. Like the, like as much as I'm not investing in the running backs early on, like use all your bench spots to take those flyers, take, you know, those late round picks, just grab a running, grab a running back, right? Look at the mid round or the like third, fourth, fifth round wide receivers and rookie drafts this last year did any of those guys turn into anything? Like, no, then maybe they could, but like, not really. And then you look at the running back position, you know, again, not all of them do, you know, you, but you have Elijah Mitchell. Stevenson was another later round guy that I know was going, I picked him up in some third rounds and it was like, those are the kind of guys you just want to, you know, plug those guys away. Um, so use it on the running backs. I I've been my, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit more pro higher profile than, than your example, but like, Mine was Andy Isabella. Like, I can't count how many teams I cut Andy Isabella off of uh, this year. Like, and I'm just like, that was a complete waste of my time, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I have, I mean, 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 this is, I was, like I said, I'm in a championship in a dynasty league and this is my running back core. I have Ronald Jones and Daria Agumuale. And then I have Javante Williams, which, you know, hopefully he'll end up being something next year. But other than that, I have... Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Kenny Gainwell, Keyshawn Vaughn, DJ Dallas, Eno Benjamin, Larry Roundtree, Kenny Gagway, Like most of those people, nobody's nobody has those guys. Some of them nobody has on, on their team, you know. But yeah. Kylan Hill, Darrington Evans, like yeah. those are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <so>. yeah. Yep. <laughs> But I went to the championship with no running backs. So I mean yeah. everybody's like, you have to have I don't have any Nick Chubbs. I don't have any Austin Ecklers. I don't have like, you know, the mm-hmm. the top, you know, the, I don't have Jonathan Taylor. I don't I don't have anybody good on my team. My team's terrible. Minus, yeah. you know, uh crossing my fingers that Javante Williams will pan out next year. I don't I don't have anybody.
1: Yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's uh I think it's just the way the the way the committees, it's just it's so it's just so evident to me that man, it's just like this isn't going away. And uh you know, so when you get those ultimate bell cows, I get it, you know, for sure. You know, they could definitely lead you. And if you're in a redraft league and you got a first six picks, it's probably going to be running backs. But for me, that that number is shrinking. You know, I'm not looking to get that guy at the tail, back end of the first anymore. You know, I ah, forget it. I'm just go with a, you know, I'll go with top tight end and a receiver or two receivers. And you know, I'll figure it out later. I'll I'll spend I'll use my last eight picks on running backs and just recycle those guys. But I don't need to worry about it at the, at the top. You know, compared nope. to if I go with running backs, I know I'm going to be looking for some hey, filling in. Unless
0: they fall, unless they fall in your lap somewhere Yeah. or everybody else doesn't like the Joe Mixon's of the world that nobody wanted to see <laughs> anymore. And he just kind of fell in your lap. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Stay away from him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, my uh, the second thing I had. So first one was F them running backs. Uh, but this one was actually kind of and it's kind of bringing it full circle. Um, but for me, I put my commission on for this one. Uh, and for me was the divisions, um, your, the u- using divisions, I think was something that I, again, didn't like, um, in the past because it didn't have any real meaning to it. It was just, Oh, we're split up into two groups of six, because that's what the site did when we all signed in, you know, like who gives a shit about that. Um, you know, but, uh, I think there's fun ways to do it, you know, drafting your divisions, setting the schedule up where you play your division mates and it meaning something you can name your divisions. Like. Uh, you know, when we did that draft, like not only did you get to draft your division mates, if you were at the top last year, you got to name the division. So, you know, certain people knew that certain people didn't want things to be named that. So they're like, yeah. I'm naming it that, you know. Um, but uh, one thing that um, I did in the couple leagues, I implemented it this last year and I will do going forward. I'm really going to push for is um, and the, the few positives of it. Is you draft the division. You can name it. I like the payouts for the division winner. Uh, is kind of a nice way. I think I'm going to get away from like, I have a lot of leagues where like, oh, you had the highest score of the week. Here's five bucks. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd rather be like, hey, here's your, you know, you get your buy-in back or whatever, like for winning the division. That's kind of cool. Um, but what we did in our division, in our leagues were, uh, so this is a, maybe a little bit more simplified than how John had it, only because John had already established division, division. So I'm coming at it a little fresh. 14 games. If you do three divisions of four teams a piece, um, in a 12 team league that actually works out really, really nice. Cause you can do, you play your, um, your outside division teams. That's eight. And then you play your own division mates twice. Um, mm-hmm. So there's your six games and there's 14. So mm-hmm. if you've been uh, kind of hesitant on like trying to figure out how to get divisions to work too. I know for me, that was something that we just used cause we had the 14 game schedule. So three divisions at four apiece, and then you play your own division mates twice. And then you play everybody else. Once clean cut, everyone's schedules the same. So it's really nice. So a
0: lot of people I did that. I, I'm kind of old fashioned, and a lot of people don't want to yep. put a lot. Of, a lot of people don't want to put the same amount of work in that I that I yes. put in for this kind of stuff too. They're like, "Oh, it's easy way out." You know, <laughs> it's a little bit more work for me. I think it's fun. You know, when I get in too many leagues, which I don't think that'll ever happen, but when I run too many leagues, I'll stop doing all this stuff. But you know, it's yeah. uh, it, it's fun. I have a lot of time on my hands. I have a, you know a great schedule for work and stuff like that. So I I can do this stuff when yeah. I get you know when I. I'm in a situation where I don't have my kid. A lot of people have young kids right now. You know, my youngest kid is already almost seven, you know, almost 17 years old and I have a 25 year old. So all my time before when I was coaching and, you know, running around and, you know, changing diapers and dropping off babysitters and, you know, that kind of stuff. Those days are already gone for me. Where most people are just kind of, me, most people, in the, I'm talking to people in the fans football community and they're like, yeah, you know, it's great. I just had my 21st birthday yesterday. And I'm like, you know, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, <laughs>
1: Hey, what the hell, man! Hey, I, I know, I, I definitely appreciate, and I know that people, listeners out there, too, like with those leagues. You have good commissioners that put that time in and that extra effort. Like it, it definitely go doesn't go unnoticed. And uh, not only do I, I've enjoyed that about the leagues I've been with you, but like I, I'm like just sitting there as a commissioner of other leagues. I'm like, that's a great idea. I'm stealing that one. You know, it's like, oh, how did yeah. you do that? Like, how did you get that all play to work? Okay, good. Noted. You know, so <laughs> being in the fish, being
0: in the fishbowl in the European fans football contest and the Irish. The Irish, uh, what's it called? The Irish something, you know, league. I was in so many leagues and there's so many different, uh, you, you have to expand. You got to try different leagues. Two people have, if, you know, if a league is something that if you join a league, I always say like do a, do a, if you're going to join a dynasty league, what you should do is do a practice league first. Like run, or we'll do a redraft league with all the rules. You can trade draft, future draft picks, whatever. It's a redraft league. Nobody cares. But make sure everybody likes the site. When when I first switched from ESPN to Sleeper, people hated it. Like this is crap. ESPN's fine. Uh, now you can see the difference between ESPN and Sleeper. And I even tried to go to MFL one year with my league, and that, that didn't happen at all. You know that was yeah that went over <laughs> like 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 a snowball in hell. You know that was terrible. So yeah, it's uh. But uh, you gotta it, all these things. Everything I that I think the tight end premium and. When I brought it super flex to my leagues, people were like, "Super flex! Well, you're getting, you're just getting stupid with these stupid rules, you know." And that now kind of the norm, you know. Like,
1: yep, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it it's funny how things change. I mean, like I said, as much as I was like gung ho about you know not even you know even non PPR, you know standard scoring, you know God scoring, and that's the way it's meant to be. You know, my it, things you change. You know, once you get to you know you try different things out, I find you know there's still things you find like. I didn't know if I'd like that. It's like, yeah, I didn't like that. You know, but like uh, there's other things that you you got to try out to see if you, how you like it. So um, right. a lot of good takeaways there, especially this time of year uh, can kind of reflect back. So uh, you got anything else? Any other resolutions? Last
0: one real fast. Just yep. uh, an Empire League. Um, if people are familiar with an Empire League rule, it's just, uh, you know, if a team is really smoking everyone and there's no end in sight to this, uh, their dominance, you know, their, their starting lineup is great. Their, you know their their bench is is crazy with all young players because they they just kind of either took advantage of people or, you know, just really stacked their team or just to, I mean that much better than everybody else in the league. Yeah, it only makes it fair just to start over again and reshuffle the cards, kind of deal. It's I've asked about you know I've asked about Empire Rule where if somebody wins three years in a row, the the league will start over and you know that's just kind of a if somebody wins three years in a row that means people are just kind of you know they're donating their money at that point in time and especially if if after three years in a row you still see this guy i mean we had to buy in the first round smoked everybody the whole way through sometimes luck is one thing but another thing is when somebody just isn't like why i do my leagues i draft the 25 players the first round in round you know the second year and then possibly talk about expansion after that with maybe a taxi squad or just uh you know maybe make it 32 or 35 players because if you have if you have year one When you have, let's say, you draft 30 players and a taxi squad all in the first year. If somebody kills that draft, that could be like five years in a row where this guy is just nobody's going to touch him because he, you know, drafted well. And you guys all know how it is like a redraft sometimes. Somebody's like, oh, my God. This guy, he, he just you know, right from the get go, you know, he's gonna smoke the whole league, and he does. Yeah. It's not fair in a dynasty league just to kind of oh, this is great. I'm playing against Joe again, and he's got you know the the, the entire the NFL All Pro team on his. You know, it's there's no end in sight. So, mm-hmm. an Empire League after two years, or you know, two years, I'm not sure, but a third year where somebody wins three years in a row and they're still got a good team, it, put put that in your rules somewhere too. Where if uh, if it happens like that, you can start over again.
1: Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I know there's it's uh, it's one of those just kind of consequences of the game type of thing. And uh, sometimes that does happen. I know I'm in a league. Uh, and if he's listening to this, he knows who he is. Uh, just kicks our ass every year. And this year he lost one game. Uh, maybe lucked out with his championship matchup playing a, uh, a, a different opponent than we thought he might have played, but he won it again, right? And he just, so um, yeah, I think there's things like that, you know, whether it be that or dispersal, like uh, coming up with like dispersals, um, you know, things to try to keep it fresh. Cause I think the one thing that can, Eventually, if you don't do something, uh, then people are just like you know what I'm done giving my money to you yeah. know Joe over here, so I'm out of here. And uh, but I think the one thing that you did that was really you mentioned it, so I want to highlight it though is in the leagues that I was in with you, you did start off with just not small but a little smaller roster the first year. I think it was 25, where like everyone kind of got their feet under them a bit, you know, and then that kind of helped. Um, because like you said, as far as like, it, it wasn't like a, just a test run, but it was, it didn't absolutely kill you if you were like, Whoa, I was way off there. Like, Oh, I didn't anticipate that. And it, it helps too. Like if you have somebody that's not as ex, like experienced in dynasty, I think one thing we should all try to do is get more people to play this way. So like if you make it so not that they're, you know, not that there's training wheels, but it gives them a, some ability to learn while they do it and not just com- completely get killed. Um, you know, that helps. So, um, you know, that's, uh, I think that's a great, uh, great thing that we should all take a look at and evaluate because this is the time of year to do it, uh, as it's a little bit slower, as far as, you know, once we get into approaching towards the, uh, the draft, things are just going to get nuts, you know, and, and we're off and running again. So, uh, it's going to be a good year that I'm looking forward to 2022. So, uh, John, appreciate it, man. One last time, where can people find your stuff and where can they find you?
0: Well, not many people find me because I don't have much interaction on the Twitter machine, but, uh, if they want to, they could find me on, uh, I'm Nick script that lets me use his, uh, um, his channel on, uh, the P2W fantasy network. Uh, he's got great stuff over there. Um, I do my commission evaluation podcast on that same channel. And you can find me John Glenn at John Glenn 75 on the Twitter machine. And, uh, I, Pretty much, just go on there and babble a lot, or uh, you know, try and you know, sound smart. Sometimes when I see a lot of different, or I hear a lot of different podcasts or people, what people say. Uh, I try to kind of give people credit for what they brought to the fantasy football community. Um, but as far as content's concerned, I I just try to help commissioners. Try to talk to people. Get um. You've been on my podcast before. Just kind of figure out what's going on in their life. Get a lot of personal questions. What their hobbies are. Things like that. And then we get in a you know evaluated team every every episode and what they should do to uh, to rebuild, the remodel, and how to figure with some possible trades that people should make to make their team better. You know things that we envision where their strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, so people that are maybe just got kind out of the dynasty or been in there for a while maybe get a fresh uh, fresh um, opinion on their teams or what they could do and uh, you know any uh, uh, over the last what probably eight years i probably turned 80 or 85 people into new dynasty managers you know it's it, that's what it's all it's all about it's for us if you don't like you know people wouldn't be watching these shows or uh, they'd be watching gardening shows or motorcycle shows or something like that they're on here for fantasy football they listen to us because they want to learn something if you know it's hopefully out of all the babbling I do maybe somebody said oh okay or open somebody's eyes or open somebody's ears to some kind of concept or some kind of uh you know new thought and that's all we're here for
1: yeah no I and I I know I've taken a lot of good things away from discussions with you whether it be or, uh, or listening into the podcast and things so definitely check that out uh hit john up uh if you have any questions if you're uh commission questions uh how to maybe you want to get a local league started how can you do that uh I know that I'm, I'm pretty sure I just got a dm like hey I I noticed you say in Twitter, you live near Chicago, you know, and I was like, who's this creep? Um, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it's it's definitely, uh, it can get tough if you don't know where to start. So if you want to get uh, want to get started, if you have any ideas, you want to bounce off us or see how it's worked for us, uh, feel free as always to hit us up. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this. This was fun. A lot of commish talk, which I like a lot uh, as a commissioner myself. So uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, the Smackdown will be once a week. Uh, going forward, will generally be released on Thursday morning, so we'll record live on Wednesday nights on the YouTube channel. So just uh, make sure you're subscribed, and you'll get all the notifications that you need. Next week, gonna be back with a award show, wrapping up the 2021 season, but one to let it settle just a bit. So we're gonna be talking about that next week. So uh, stay subscribed into the Warzone Network. Lots of great content coming at you this entire off season. But until then, for John McGlynn, I'm Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Month Eight. I'll catch you guys next week. I'll see ya. Later.